Hey, people of Peoria Podcast, a little bit different of an episode I have for you today, but I think this one will be the most important one you can listen to, so please take the time. I sat down with Heather and Brian Dunn. They are the parents of Logan Dunn, which is a missing Peoria man. He was born April 1991, and he has type A diabetes. He's lived with since he was four years old, as you'll hear in the episode, but he walked out of Methodist, or Clark if you call it now, on June 2nd, 5.30 a.m., and has not been seen since. There's been a couple sightings, but nothing in stone. Um, He left wearing a blue shirt and jeans. He does not have glasses, reddish brown hair, and a little bit of scruff uh, for a beard. So we really need more help from the community as for sightings. Uh, There's even a chance that he was headed towards Nashville uh, with his sister that he's very close with. So please listen to this episode. Go on Instagram and share some posts and pictures along with Facebook. And let's help this family out. I just I can't imagine. So here's the episode. All right, Heather, Brian, welcome to the table. Hate to see you here on these circumstances, but hopefully with a, just like I was telling them earlier, um, if one person can hear this and help, then it was definitely worth the time we took to record. So we're actually in the basement. So if you hear a little bit of an echo, this room is definitely not set up for audio. Like uh, we did a podcast back here before and it was a little bit echoey, but nonetheless, the the sounds were good. So uh, Heather and Brian, welcome to the table. Tell me a little bit of why you are here and um, what you hope to accomplish and what the community can help you with. Well, I'm Brian Dunn. Uh, I'm Logan's dad. Uh, he's our second oldest son of four. Uh, Logan's been missing since June 2nd, uh, from Methodist and he is a type one diabetic. Um, we haven't had any credible sightings, uh, from him. And, uh, our main concern is a, uh, uh, his safety and uh, the health uh, consequences of not having insulin for his diabetes. Okay. So we'll back up. Let's back up all the way till you guys found out you're pregnant with Logan. What year was Logan born? He was born in uh, April of 1991. 1991. I always find it. I caught the very end. I was 89. But every time I, even if I hear 90, I'm like, oh, babies. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. one year ago. Right. So what was Logan like as a baby? <laughs> Um, Logan, excuse me. Um, he, um, and we're going to talk about like, he's here today. We're just telling a story about Logan. You guys take your time. This is, this is one of the things that's caught me and has got me kind of involved in this disappearance is I would hope if I was missing or someone, I know that people would show up and help. So it's nothing for somebody to donate a little bit of time to help and use as this podcast, we're going to use our resources, uh, everything we got to help, um, it's it, there's more people that go missing than we should ever correct than we should ever have to say it's an awful thing and as a parent myself i just i i can't wrap my head around it um so i know it's an extremely hard story to tell um but i know you can i know you will for him and you have been you guys have been very involved and you've had your very good friend involved I, her name escapes me right now eileen eileen yeah eileen is an absolute trooper she's out there kind of spearheading the whole the whole search so um along with you guys of course i don't think you're sitting on your tails waiting yeah. for him to walk There's home been right several group yeah sure happening. yep and that's great and and that the glory of coming from a uh, small community like yourself i think everyone's kind of showing up so um the logan uh you know even as a young child was uh he was uh very active uh, has no fear. No fear. <laughs> has no fear. Uh, he's one of those, yeah, the oldest boy. He's the intellectual, uh, you know, uh, all the hand-me-downs that went from the 
older boy to Logan oh, yeah. came in perfect condition and then were immediately destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, uh, his personality. Sure. Right. Um, went through grade school, uh, uh, high school, uh, played sports, uh, football player at El- Elmwood Brimfield, yeah. uh, was a, he was a, a very aggressive, uh, football <laughs> player. Uh, he did well in uh, high school. He went to Illinois college, okay. played football at Illinois college, probably had, uh, a number of, uh, um, concussions in high school <laughs> then kept getting them repeatedly at college and yeah. finally had to quit playing football, but he continued, uh, through Illinois college, okay. uh, and graduated with his degree at Illinois college. Good for him. What did he graduate? What degree did he graduate uh, with? A bachelor's biology. degree in like health biology. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, intended to go, uh, do, uh, occupational therapy. Oh yeah. Good. Uh, go on to that. Um, that was right when the, uh, economy was terrible. The jobs were terrible. So the, uh, they, instead of getting 50 applications, they were getting hundreds yeah. of applications and they were only taking the very few. Yeah. yeah so, and even today, even in a good economy, that's a very hard yeah. job to get into anyways. So, I've, I've so heard that he, several times. He had times. difficulty getting in there and then eventually started, uh, he did s- s- a couple jobs here and there, but, uh, got a job at the hospital and then eventually, uh, ended up, uh, in the, uh, cardiology department, uh, trained as a cardiac sonographer. Oh, really? At Echocardiograms mm-hmm. at, at St. Francis okay. Medical Center. Yeah. Bright kid. Yeah. yeah. Like I said. So very technical job, uh, very visual, uh, uh, oriented job. Yeah. Uh, so very good at what he did. Yeah. Um, he, uh, uh, was very good at, uh, wh- what we call procedures, which are, um, where they go down, the, the throat with a scope yeah that's a an echocardiogram uh, scope and they we replace valves they uh, uh, repair valves man and there's a lot of 3d uh, uh, computing on that where we have to go back and put the image together wow. uh, for the surgeon to look at or for the uh, cardiologist to look at oh man more so, complex than so my brain could ever handle. Job, yeah, yes. but that that shows what kind of guy he was. He was yes. not only active and you know man's man, but he was very smart yeah. in the in the medical loved, field. Love the outdoors. Yeah. Grew up. Yes, uh, our backyard uh, is adjacent to Jubilee Park. Okay, um, they lived in those woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew uh, we we wouldn't see them for hours. <laughs> I would go out and do my very loud mm-hmm. whistle. They knew my whistle. It <laughs> this was the day before cell phones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The good days. Yeah. 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 yeah the good Instead days. Instead of ringing the bell, dad came out and did his whistle. <laughs> yeah. And they all, that was the, that was the signal it's time. to come home. Yeah. And I can resonate with that. I was the, yeah. always, out, I was outside. I, yeah. Like we were just talking about, I grew up outside and that was awesome. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. A hunter, uh, fisherman, but mostly hunting. Yeah. Um, so very, very woodsy, very outdoors. Yeah. Kind of a guy. Who was with um, Andrew? Your son is um, not your son. Forgot the ladies. Huber. Uh, Huber. Yeah. Who was the other guy that was with us? Do you know that was on four wheelers? Jeremy uh, Dawson. Now, maybe I won't even know his name if I hear it, but there's another. But he and was Grant good friends with, with him. Right. He was one said, who would he go to if he needed to talk? And it was he said, that would be me. And I, you know, he lives Jeremy. in Dunlap. That would he be did Jeremy. say that. Okay. Jeremy and Dawson. Jeremy. He sounded very close with him. Yep. He even yes. said he goes, 
he's the type of guy, take out the diabetes, take out that. If he wanted to be in the woods for any amount of time, he could be in the woods. Like, it's fine. It's the, yes. it's the diabetes that's really, yes. I think right. that's the, the dark cloud hanging yes. over this entire thing. That's the 800-pound gorilla. Of course. Right. It's almost like if you could reach out and say, we don't care where you are. Correct. We need to get you your medicine. Right. Yes. Right. right. Correct. So we'll go back. How, did he end up in the hospital with diabetic issues what put him in the hospital why was he at methodist in the first place so probably about five years ago diagnosed as uh, bipolar okay there's a huge stigma with mental health yes within families within communities within the church so everywhere you don't share it yeah so most people uh close to him at work knew it even very few people in my family knew it uh, they never knew it because they didn't, you would never be able to tell he had, of it. course. Uh, so I think he took one pill, uh, yes. very well maintained, with maintained Good. um, rock solid on his diabetes, had an insulin pump. pump. Uh, that is a s- small thing. Half the size of your cell phone yeah. has a small cartridge of 300 units of insulin in it. It goes through a tube uh, into a uh, insertion site that's a, uh, put in with a needle. The needle comes out. The tube stays in. Okay. Probably lasts about uh, three to four days uh, would be what I guess. Okay. Uh, he's had the diabetes uh, uh, for... Since uh, he was four years since old. Since he was four years oh, old. Oh, really? Along, okay. Along with another brother. So uh, the management of it was fine. He yes. was. He, it's like walking to him. Yes. It yes. was normal. Yes. Okay. Okay. Very it's normal well every day. Gotcha. Very well managed. So we think a, probably a month to two months ago, he started intermittently taking his uh, his uh, medications, not the diabetes, but the psych, psych medication, uh, one pill. Um, and then we think he completely stopped taking them. We started noticing the few days, a couple days before the Memorial Day weekend would be accurate, big uh, behavior changes. We knew, like, something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, he got into what we would describe or they would describe as a manic phase where they are very focused. They don't sleep much. Uh, they uh, really are... I don't want to use the word out of their mind. Yeah. They are not themselves, themselves right. by any means whatsoever. So throughout that weekend, uh, we had actually just came back uh, from a visit in Tennessee uh, with my his sister, my daughter, um, and got home that Friday or well, Thursday night. And then Friday, we immediate conversation, something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, started trying to talk to him to, yeah, you need to go in and talk yeah. to somebody. But you're his parents. What do you yes, guys right. know? Right. Yeah. What do you right. guys so, know? Right. Oh yeah. So he, you know, he didn't, didn't want to be going to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, he just really was adamant about not wanting to go in the hospital. Saturday, it got worse. We called a counselor, crisis health counselor, uh, from Methodist, uh, Sunday. on Sunday, they came out but he wouldn't come out of the house. So he wasn't threatening himself, but right. he knew he really needed help. Mm. He really needed to go in. Uh, so they couldn't do anything. Uh, he was outside uh, doing some strange behavior on Monday, which would be Memorial Day. Okay. Um, she sat with him for about four hours, mm. uh, talking with him, trying to talk him into going in. Um, he uh, was digging. Uh he uh, said that he would go in when he was done digging his hole and 
he uh, we called the counselors again at that point, which the, because I it said, was an opportunity. He's outside. Outside. He's outside. He's outside. You're going to find him outside. Yeah. So they came out. Very nice ladies. Good. They brought the uh, as a precaution. They brought the county out. Yeah. And then several showed up, and then the made the determination at that point that they were going to involuntarily take him in. Okay. Uh, so eventually they must have talked him uh, into getting in the car. He went in with the counselors. Because um, at that time we just stepped away to get yeah, him. Yeah, we, we, we live right next door okay. to him. Um, uh, we're across a, a, a pasture. Okay. Um, he actually bought the house from us that he grew up in. Okay, and gotcha. We fixed up uh, my wife's parents' old farmhouse okay. and lived right on the same general property. Gotcha. Um, and at that point, they uh, got him to go in probably semi-involuntarily. Yeah. Uh, and he went in the Methodist. We followed him in to the hospital, went inside. They wouldn't let us go back because he said no. Because right. he, we were... Uh, the bad guys yeah. at the in this, of course. So, and we know the fact that all the pictures that show him with his glasses, uh, we know he doesn't have his glasses. So we took him in and said, "Here, give him his glasses." Right. And they brought him back out and said he doesn't want mm, them. Okay. Yeah. And before he went with the crisis counselors, he wanted to go back in and get his cell phone, but because of safety precautions. He could not go back into his house to get his cell phone. Gotcha. So when he um, left his house, the only thing that he had was the shirt, jeans, tennis shoes, and his insulin pump. Mm. He did not have his wallet with any form of ID. He did not have his credit card, or he does not have his credit card, debit card, um, and like I said, no cell phone or anything else with him. Okay, so that's obviously a big um, hitch it. up in the yes. in the looking for. So, so that's how he got into the hospital. Okay, right. gotcha. So he went in Memorial Day. That would that have been the thirty first? Is that right, Memorial Day? I don't remember. I know it's right there with my wife. It's either thirty first or the first, just to kind of help with the timeline, of course. The 29th. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry, May 29th. So twenty twenty ninth, he went in. That was a Monday. Yes. Okay, and then he and just I guess. Keep talking on that. Was he there all night? Where did the... So he goes, went in on that Monday afternoon, um, and then he was there through the Friday, which would be the second. So as far as we know, uh, because we've had very little cooperation or communication with Methodist on any kind of uh, 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 details with it. Right. Um, other than what we've kind of found out after the fact, um, he was on eight Hamilton, uh, eighth floor, which is a locked unit. Okay. Because um, it's a behavioral health. It's a behavioral floor. health floor. Right. Um, which would check out. We, I mean, yeah. that's, we called or family members called every day. Yeah. Uh, and we got one or two we, people we, calling. We got, um, Pretty much the same response every time you call in because of HIPAA uh, or his, his statement that he didn't want to talk to us, which we could understand that yeah. we can either confirm or deny he's a patient. Here. Yes. So that was the standard uh, response we got. From that Monday, I'm sorry, we just said when Memorial Day Memorial was. Day. Uh, th from that Monday till Friday, that's mm -hmm. the same response you got. And it Except was, on the Friday when I called. Um, which was interesting because they put me on hold 
for quite a while. And then they came back and asked for my name and my number and said, one of the clinical staff will call you back later, which mm-hmm. I never got a phone call, um, which I thought, well, you know, it's a hospital, they're busy. Um, so they never called back. And then on, you know, we continued to call through the weekend and we still got the answer from the hospital staff. We can neither confirm nor deny that he's a patient here. Just because of the fact he was over 18, I'm assuming is what they kept he's saying. An adult. Right. Okay. And because of the HIPAA, and I don't think he had um, re-signed the um, form which would allow him or which would allow us to get medical information from mm. him. But during this whole time, starting on Memorial Day, we were able to go to sleep that night resting, and we had relief knowing that he, he was inside being taken care of he was being yeah. cared for he was getting the care he needed where he needed to be where yes. he yeah. needed to be not in jail even, not, even not. the weekend he was missing right. we were sleeping well because we knew he was getting yeah because right. your kid's safe that's all that matters yep. right. yeah and once again he works at osf and just the whole stigma associated with mental health we feel like you know that was part of the reason why he agreed semi agreeable semi agreeable to, to go, go with to, the crisis to go counselors yeah because it would go, be Methodist nobody would know him okay gotcha so that was bit. another decision in why he went there as opposed to the institution where he yeah. was employed I think we've came leaps and bounds on mental health especially for men in the last year yes. that's nowhere where it needs to be right. but at the same time I could see where he wouldn't want to go to OSF because he loved his job so much. Everybody right. knew him because we traveled throughout the hospital. Everywhere. Yeah. Yep. No, I completely understand yep. that. And I'd say that's a good decision on him, mm-hmm. but I'm still very hung up on Methodist procedures. Um, I'm wondering, and I will make a call to them today as well um, to see what their protocol is for mental health. Even if they're not 18, there's got to be some sort of asterisk in there. Someone has to know. Yeah. Someone needs to know. If and we're not saying this guy's a crazy guy, he's not right. a crazy guy. He's right. a kid that's just dealing with mental health, or a kid. Right. He's not that exactly. young, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. Right. We all have our issues. I take a medicine every day to keep my head a little bit level throughout the day. Right. It's not like he's off the walls. He just needed right. a little bit of help. So what's the problem with? updating someone or at least saying, Hey, if we can have one person on the list, we don't need a signature for this. We don't need him because of course he's not, he's not in the right state of mind. Um, I don't know why they're putting so much responsibility or power in anyone that's on the eighth floor and on Hamilton, right? There should be one point of contact. You weren't on his chart, uh, as listed. Yeah. He and, was, he and, was at St. Francis, yeah. but not there. And there's a lot of issue to me, um, with people like yourself that are just too nice. Well, the, the I know they're busy that I, I get the same way. Oh, you're busy. Just call me back when you can. But you know, the loud, the, the wheel that squeaks, get the grease. Sometimes you just got to get a little bit more. No, listen, this is how, but it's hard for people like us. Cause we're respectful. We don't right. want to be yelling in the hospital, right. but looking back in retrospect, Right. You wish there was a little bit more smoke thrown at him a yes, little bit. Yeah, definitely. for sure. But that, that that's the most upsetting part of the story for me. I think it's what it is. It, is it Carl now? Is that, it's Carl, not yes. Methodist, but Carl. So we are talking about Carl. Carl Methodist. Um, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be an answer out there somewhere. And obviously that's not your top priority right now. Your top priority is Logan. Right. Absolutely. Hands down. But I right. hope in the future that, um, we can create something, um, or you guys can create something with Carl to, um, get some better answers or right. maybe help another family out, right. you know, and that may be the silver lining right. down the road, so, uh, when Logan's back. So then on Monday, um, no, I'll back up on the Friday. I got a text message from a neighbor. There are four houses in a row right on there June 2nd. On, on our road on 
Friday, June 2nd, I got a text message. There's four of us that live all related. Okay. And uh, one of them said there's two county uh, cars in Logan's driveway. Um, I just said, must be a follow-up. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of a, we were a bit confused about it, but we didn't think much of it. I said, it's got to be just a follow-up from Monday. Um, over the weekend, again, we called throughout the weekend on Monday. We put some pieces of a puzzle together that um, basically I don't want to quite go into, but we started seeing some things that we realized that and then were confirmed that he's gone. Okay. Um, cause I, it came from some inside information. Gotcha. Somewhere. So, Good. Um, not the hospital. Not oh, the not hospital. the hospital. Yeah. So okay. outside the hospital that we figured out he was gone. Okay. Uh, and, uh, that's when I actually had to call her <laughs> at work and tell her he got out on Friday <laughs> and we were both at work. Um, we filed the missing persons report on Monday, um, because then at that point he'd been missing three full days, more, okay. than, more than three full, full days. So Friday was the day that he did get out of the hospital. Five thirty 30 a.m. Okay. So, so we're into the weekend now. Yeah. So going forward a couple days at that with, by the time the police filed that we filed the report, they got it on social media on the Wednesday we drove in to uh to methodist and to ask for his belongings um the we figured he had his uh would have a clothing bag and his insulin pump right. insulin pumps are ex extremely expensive yeah uh eight thousand plus it's dollars absolutely, Doesn't absolutely insane. uh but that's a whole other that's want, a whole other topic yeah, right? we want his belongings yeah so the charge nurse came down and said he doesn't have any belongings, which I questioned because generally speaking, when you go into a behavior health floor that's locked down, yeah. you get paper, yep, scrubs, yeah, bare minimum, flip flops, yeah. Uh, and he said no, he was wearing his clothes, and I even questioned that. I said, so you gave somebody locked up on the floor their tennis shoes with their shoelaces yeah. in it, and she goes, oh yeah, and I and then. I said, well, where, what about his insulin pump? And they said, well, he was managing his own uh, diabetes care. Uh, and I said, so you let somebody that was locked up on your floor, man, I said, they can, they could actually overdose yeah. themselves and kill themselves. And she goes, oh, he was not a threat to himself. Yeah. So somewhere in that conversation, she said, um, and I'll quote it as closely sure. as I can around Thursday, possibly Wednesday late or Thursday. I can't say exactly the time frame. Uh, his sight came out of the insulin. They only last three, four days. Okay. Then the little sight comes out. You have to put a new sight in. Right. Uh, your body, it just, the tape comes off, the, the little plastic catheter bends, but they come out. Yeah. And at that point, she said, and I quote, um, they turfed us an acute psychosis patient because they didn't want to deal with giving him insulin shots in a hospital in the hospital. So they moved him to seven Hamilton. Uh, and she goes and he was with us less than 24 hours before he took off. And they had made a comment that they couldn't get a hold of anyone to bring 
pump supplies. Because they said, why didn't you just call us? You didn't have to give us any information. I could have brought supplies in. Yeah. And this is the HIPAA part again. And I wonder if that was brought up to him. So they're kind of, I don't know if this is true or, okay, so he's 18 or he's over 18. He's an adult. He makes his own decisions. So I wonder if they offered him insulin, whether he wouldn't take it. I mean, how how how, how do they walk that line? You know, and one time. hand they're saying, oh, he's an adult. He's not a child. So we have more on that. Okay. So as far as we know, he took off on foot. So he we have the stairwell. There's a picture yeah. of him standing holding a uh, patient belonging bag uh, that looked like more than just his pump in there. So there's a little bigger room in there. And but we didn't know about that until Tuesday because initially we were being told they didn't have any video footage Tuesday of him the leaving. next week. So, I, yeah. yeah, so we're into the we're at fifth, we're at sixth, Thursday. somewhere so in there. This was two, three days ago that we found out about the belongings mm-hmm. bag, and that there was I don't know if it was a delay. Uh, I know they weren't necessarily working too well with the uh, Peoria Police Department, uh, on on cooperating because uh, I think one of the detectives even said something about even if I have to get a uh, subpoena to get video footage. Yeah. So right. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even tell us with the, after the missing persons report was filed that he was uh, a patient or not. Jeez. Uh, so, so they, they had to go through somebody in security to see if he was there, who the, who they know, yeah. uh, who would cooperate him with him a little bit more. So without even implying they're, I'm just assuming they're covering tracks. Someone knows someone messed up. That's just my opinion. Right. That's, that's fine for me to say, but I would, I'm just, I'm just seeing them saying, Oh, the less we tell them, you know, the less right. that, that everyone knows. Right. And in the meantime, we're living a parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. The worst. So then we find out, uh, through somebody inside that thought that he was pretty confident that he took an insulin pen because then when they moved them down to the seventh floor, there are these pre-filled insulin pens. Okay. They hold 300 units. Okay. It's the same amount that would be held in his pump. Okay. And For three they days. Can, they can dial three to five days. Yeah. Depends on how much food you eat. Yeah. Right. So they can dial the number and up how many units to get. It's got a needle on the end. You put it in, click the button and it gives you your shot. Okay. So, which was a huge relief because mm-hmm. at that point in time we did not know that we were figuring he was limited much time out of yeah. gas yeah uh so we were it was a huge relief so they so then we talked to another nurse that worked on that floor who doesn't work there anymore but worked there recently yeah uh and she said uh explain their process to us which so i said it's the, she told us it was, they use the pens and we know what they are. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't use them because they've used pumps for so long. Yeah. It's had, a, it's not like it was new right. to him. Yeah. So, but we know what they are. And she, I said, so that was have his, his individual pen with his name, uh, on it, you know, marked from pharmacy. And she said, yes. She said, they keep them in your room in a locked box. Okay. So they, as you would need your insulin, they would unlock it, let you give your shot, and they would put it back in and lock it. But she said, and I quote, they leave those laying around all the time. In really? Nice. So, And there's another nurse that we know that we have had conversations with, and she 
it's been yeah pretty much same Said conversation the same so i've then, got I've, I've got the same feeling about my we don't we always go to osf but we did have i'm not even gonna say why we we're there what floor we we're on uh but we did spend some time there and i was never very impressed with it luckily the nurses on our floor were great but the hospital as a whole it really felt like a step down from the quality you get at osf i mean osf is is the cadillac around here it seems like so i can I, i'm kind of putting myself in the maybe a little bit complacent um atmosphere that that carl is now mistakes happen of course yeah Uh, but this this is more than this is more than a mistake the fact that they left the insulin out was basically their you know incompetence of leaving it out probably extended or saved his life for a period of time yeah so we look at it that way yeah you know yeah it's it's great for you guys but think about someone else so that gave another week to the the uh the diet the insulin need yeah uh, we're figuring a week because his food intake would be significantly decreased. Right. Um, so I reached out to the detective on his case and said, did he leave with insulin? And, and he said, yeah, he left with his pump. And I had to kind of explain Paint to him, the picture for that, him right? you know, the pump is not, in, uh, you know, attached and he has no supplies to use the pump. So the pump is not a point in this. Yeah. I said, did he leave? Did he steal? an insulin syringe and he said the report from the nurse was that he left with his pump and up to 300 units of insulin okay which is one exactly of, what's in one of those things so okay. they in a in a, in a back doorway back doorway admitted that he took okay the thing that they had to have left out yeah and you're you're just thinking tell me yes like i want him to take that like i need yes. to know he took that yeah yes. but they weren't if they admit to it then they admitted that they had a mistaken protocol. Yeah, right. So it won't be admitted to. Yet. Even the nurse will say, oh, we threw that away. The okay. nurse that we talked to that told us what the information that we have, she'll just say they threw it away. Okay. All right. So we're kind of caught up to when he left. And there's been um, any sighting since he left. So he walked out that Thursday. Friday. Friday, Friday the 2nd. 2nd. Okay. 5.30 a.m. 5.30 a.m. So we got an early start. Um, and it's obviously the the question of where's he at? Where's he going? What does he want? How can I get him? So how does your brain take that? Where do your thoughts immediately go when so it's the, it's no longer he's safe where he needs to be, but he's somewhere. We so, got to find him. So the camera footage shows him coming out on the Hamilton side, heading in a up Hamilton in a north and westward direction. Okay. So we've walked the entire thing, drove the entire thing. If you would go up Hamilton, hits Maine, Maine goes down to Route 8. Okay. Uh, he's, you know, very familiar with sure. the area. You know, so in our minds, he's trying to avoid people. He's on foot. He's moving quickly. So we figured he'd try to at least make it towards home. No matter what anybody thinks, and even the professionals with the police and the rescue and everybody that's we've talked to always said everybody always seems to want to be near home yeah okay Um, so that you know in our idea he would want to be near home his his house is right there he could get in and get insulin supplies Mm -hmm. pump supplies money uh money would be a difficult thing because i have his phone right but he did he didn't know that he would have three days that right yeah so he would try to seek anything he needed at home yeah and anyone that's wanting to disappear, so say instead of west, he's wanting to go east. He's going to go west first, just just my thoughts, just to get the necessities, right? right. He thinks that's he can sneak in. Our mindset. Yeah, right. Sneak in and sneak that's back our out. Gut, that was our gut feeling up until the fact that we haven't had any credible sighting to this point. 
Uh, there was a picture taken at Theo's, yeah, uh, in Peoria, uh, with somebody that looks very tired, tired, uh, that would be laying there and somebody took a picture of it, yeah. uh, which is helpful. Yeah. Uh, it was not a great picture, uh, it, at, with a glance and we're both like, looks like him, but he had glasses on. So unless he <laughs> happened to find a pair of glasses, yeah. no, for a hundred percent fact that he did not have his glasses. Right. Uh, then he had a green shirt. The hair wasn't quite long enough, wasn't right. quite dark enough, and you can kind of see his face. Doesn't look like he has enough of a. Right. It would be. It's darker than yours. Okay. Darker red. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, we don't think it's him. But it's like a, at the glance, we're both, you know, looking at it. So actually, they're going to go down and review footage, uh, video footage. At, okay. Uh, Theo's. And this was recent. This is today. Oh, today. Good. So yeah. what it would have been from last night. Okay. And coincidentally, we drove down there just about an hour mm-hmm. after. Really? Uh, we, her and I were dri- driving everywhere. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And we drove right by it and commented about Theo's. So, huh. uh, okay. So he was, <laughs> this person was actually, you know, sitting in that, uh, on one of their tables pretty close to when we drove by. Wow. Wouldn't that have been something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other credible sightings that we know of or because i know these stories everyone kind of wants to insert everyone wants to be someone yeah sunday in edwards um there's a daycare used to be an old church Mm -hmm. um they uh and we found out about this on the search monday okay that i believe you were involved yeah um so Edwards Taps on the on the west side of Kickapoo Edwards Blacktop. That church is over on the east side, right yep. down abutting the bridge construction. Yep. And uh, somebody walked in there and talked to the lady who was running the daycare. And then we got the call uh, to say, you need to come down here and talk to her. And she said they came up on Sunday and there was a gentleman, young man, out by their generator. And he asked if you're okay. And he said, I'm very thirsty. Mm. I've been walking for a very long time. Um, he, uh, they gave him something to drink. She said he, his hands were shaking. Mm. Uh, she didn't put it together until one of our searchers talked to her and then went back inside. And she said, it just hit me like mm. a ton of bricks. This looks like him. So this would have been on Sunday. That would have been on okay. Sunday at one thirty. Okay. And this... This Sunday, so yeah, just yeah. this last Sunday. And anyway, um, her husband did most of the interactions with him, and he's less convinced that it's him. Right. Thought the hair color was wrong, the shirt color was wrong. Okay. Uh, said, asked, offered him a ride, and he said, no, I'm headed back to Peoria. And then he went the opposite way. Mm. Uh, somewhere in that conversation, he, uh, it, it, he was wearing shorts also. Logan wasn't wearing shorts. Okay. Uh, but everybody said, well, it's hot. Yeah. He could have and gotten, anything is possible. Yeah. Anything. Right. Is anything. Possible. Yeah. Anything. So absolutely. So, um, anyway, the, um, uh, she said that, uh, her daughter even passed him a short period of time later headed west on route eight. Okay. And he made a comment about, I lost my wallet. Mm. And then a lot of the sightings, and you may have been there when there was some conversations of somebody over around the tap and then just west of the tap. Yes. Then that person said that I lost my wallet to two different people. Okay. In my mind, it's, you know, it's a strange coincidence. Right. Oh, of course. Uh, that guy had a longer beard, uh, more of a belly, uh, which he's a very fit, yeah. uh, muscular yeah. kid. 
uh, the beard would just be, you know, your length. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if it's the same person, two different people. The, the, I lost my wallet thing stuck out in my head. Right. Um, At least we know maybe that's the same person or using the same story. Yeah, if or it's there's not two him. of them that are together. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then at that point there was a pretty extensive, uh, County, uh, uh, were you there when the police showed up with drones? Monday. Canine. Yeah. Yeah. Off Monday. route yeah. eight, I yeah. believe is where I think a, I went past they did it. A big, uh, they did a big, uh, uh, I don't know how many mile radius they said they did. Yeah. And then they called me and said they did a reverse nine one one call. I don't think they've gotten any feedback from that. You know, to reverse. No, I don't. No, so I don't. they call everybody's house and the recorded message oh, is missing person. Very so nice. So instead of you okay. calling nine one one, they call out to everybody. Very nice. But okay. I don't know if it only goes to home lines or if your phone yeah, has so to be set to receive something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Maybe pick up. You know, if it picks up fifty percent of them, you know, so in, the police have been. Very good. Good. Yeah. No, seemed, uh, seemed city, like- city detectives, uh, then, uh, the county guys, they've been, mm-hmm. I think they've been awesome. I've seen a lot of social media from Peoria County. Yep. That's always good to see. Yeah. For the first couple of days, you kind of wondered, we kind of wondered that, are we just dealing with this, you know, mental health guy that's just wandering around the streets? Yeah. Which they probably get yep. once a day. Yep. And, the, yep. and 10 hours later, oh, never mind, he's yep. home. Yep. So you got to understand that. But now that we're a yep. week into it. One of the psych patients escaped and they're running around. Yeah. And once, I think they came out and saw his house. Yeah. <laughs> got a very nice house. Right. And figured out he's got a very nice job. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, and this isn't quite our normal one. And this is yeah. a one-off yeah. uh, type of situation. And I'll even tell you, too, just as an outsider, not knowing any of you guys, not knowing Logan, I kind of thought the same thing. I thought, well, it must be some like you know, crazy little kid, like he's gone and how old he was. I was like, I'll go help. Well, then when I started talking to Andrew and his friend, I'm like, oh, this is just a normal dude that just was dealing with normal life problems. So, you know, in all honesty, I was was the same way. You actually have a connection that you don't even, you're not even aware. Oh, really? We've met. Have we really? Yeah. Oh, hopefully so, on good terms. So the Very house. Good. So the I house, painted your cabinet doors. You built those cabinet oh, doors. Oh yeah. And that's right. the house he lives in. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Well, so, that's crazy. So now that you now that you said knew, that. But I thought I'd probably. Yeah. You know, no, I enough. that didn't even. It, now yeah, it all never even clicked. Together. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. So. No, and I felt I I don't know. I felt and I'll see that stuff all the time. But I was laying there thinking it was Sunday night and I saw the post. I'm like, it's not going to kill me. Take a day off and go help. Like yeah. I have no problem doing yeah. that at all. My neighbor, I don't have. Four wheeler. I text my neighbor at ten thirty. I'm like, "Hey, here's the deal. I need a four wheeler." So yeah. he had it out there, gassed up, and oil checked for me. So you and know. it's absolutely amazing uh, what the outpouring uh, that we've had. Yeah. Um, the, the Eileen Huber doing the group searches. Uh, coworkers. Uh, his coworkers came out on the uh, a week ago on the Saturday. On the Saturday. Uh, did like 20 plus showed up. Wow. 2025 showed up, which then turned into, uh, the Woodford County, Tazewell County, Peoria County search and rescue team yeah. coming up and the Illinois Emergency Management it's Association feel good, right? taking yeah. it over, kicking us all out of the woods, which pissed off <laughs> all his coworkers. Yeah, right. To a massive degree. It's hard to give up that, that power yes. that we yeah. want to have. Well, they it's- just were standing there for, couple hours and really wanted to go in so they finally got their thing going uh drones yeah. all over the woods huge search behind our house which yeah. has been searched multiple times sure. anyway, besides before that and after that yeah and then the the monday search and yeah. the tuesday search with eileen organizing it uh we've had uh so then it's going up on billboards uh so lamar lighting uh has mm. they donated 
and um, Adams Outdoors okay. have donated signs. So there's electronic billboards going up oh. in Bloomington and Peoria. Uh, Pizza 150 donated uh, drinks. So uh, mm, unbelievable. It's so important. A guy from SNS Signs, SNS Lightings or SNS Signs stopped by at middle of the night and gave a bunch of flashlights, mm. little pen flashlights to a group of people. Um, Wildlife Prairie Park, they did a night search with yeah. staff. Wow. Uh, yeah. Pamba, Peoria uh, um, area mountain bike. Oh, yeah. Group. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're on alert. They. Uh, their director of that big, uh, which we didn't even know existed, uh, <laughs> yeah, mountain, what is this? the mountain bike yeah. trail across from Wildlife Prairie Park. Really? Like 12 miles of trails back there. Really? So he went around on a four-wheeler. They had a, I think they had an event that night also, and they were all keeping an eye on him. Uh, um, what's this one? That's your writing. Pip printing. Oh, donate. pip printing, donating flyers. Wow. Uh, um, church church groups that donated snacks. You know, of course, Eileen because she's just awesome. Yeah, uh, no, work people on both sides, uh, friends on both sides. So it's it, the outpouring is un- amazing. Yeah, we were out at one a.m. <laughs> driving, and to see the cars, the cars would par- just pulled in mm-hmm. with their lights off, just sitting, sitting. for hours. Yep. you know, hour or more, just yeah. sitting to see if somebody walked by. Yep. Yeah, uh, out in the country. Yeah, and you know, because there's people in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of Monday. It was just it was amazing to yeah. see the cars. Yeah, and so, I, and so I, just what people are doing. So at that point, I think on Tuesday, I just told Eileen. I said, I think we need to take the, a pause on the what I yeah, I saw that post group searches. Right. So then I started getting text messages. Oh, I heard you're not searching anymore. And I, I think there was something also with the news saying that. Yeah. They so were I think it there's a misconception of out there that we quit searching right. and that's not true we just didn't have a group search yeah because we don't know where to tell anybody to go anymore right. so there are people still actively searching we have not given up yeah. looking. oh no of course uh, not. Yeah, have- people in groups are out every day at night in the middle of the night uh, still going out looking for yeah. them. so we haven't stopped looking no and you never will i mean yeah. until he comes no. home i mean right it'll right. Right. I've listened so, enough of these. I like I was telling um, Andrew Russ. I just a lot of the things I'm. I'm really into podcasts. I'm really into um, missing people podcasts. I'm really into crime podcasts, and it just kind of resonates with me. And I think have you guys done this? Have you looked at this? Have you thought of this? And you guys have. You guys checked. You guys have done everything you can. But I would imagine when you lay down, your thought is, "What more can I do? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. else can and I? I'm go? out of ideas. Out of ideas. Right. But so he, we're even entertaining a possibility that he got in a car right. and is not in the area because yeah. of the lack of any credible sighting yeah after talking to one of the detectives last night yeah we, we had a conversation with the county guy with the canine unit yeah and we just started kind of going over that possibility and i guess we you can lean on the fact that this community was so good and helping that he's going to end up in another community where they're going to know what to do with him hey this guy shows up he needs help we know what yep. to do we're going to get and him. we're hoping something happens. yeah because he has no idea on him right so if he doesn't want to say his name but just think that maybe he's somewhere right now being taken care of until this gets big enough to where like, oh, that's it. Like, I know where he's at. I, we've got him here in the hospital. Yeah. We got him at the safe house or whatever they call him. I don't even know where guys can go to get help. But yeah. the, I, I think that's a very, it's a realm of possibility, yeah. you know. And I think the fact that he's lived his whole life with this diabetes, he knows how to care for it. And no matter whatever mindset he's in, he's still going to take care of himself. So 
I, I firmly believe he's being taken care of somewhere. I don't think he's walking. I think you would have seen him by now as many mm-hmm. people that are helping, but it's just my two cents. I think he's, he's being taken care of somewhere. He would be extremely sick again, unless he has somehow come up with insulin. Yeah. We've followed that Avenue to every, uh, and that we could imagine calling pharmacies, uh, talking to his provider, his, in, his diabetes care team, right. uh, massively cooperative Good. Uh, with the OSF diabetes care team Good. and helping us yeah. with some information. Good. Yeah, I remember you. Um, yeah. So um, we haven't figured out how he would get insulin other than what he took, and we would think he would be out of that by now. Yeah. Uh, Especially since so, he doesn't have any money to pay for right. anything. Right. I have his phone. I have his debit card i have his credit card i have his car keys i'm we're watching the house with camera i would I know if he entered the house right. um i would know immediately mm. if he hit that you know hit the back door yeah i uh, can't get in the other doors so we're allowing him access obviously of his house yeah. if he needs it because he needs his supplies yeah but i at least want to know he's there yeah uh his no no money's moved from his account um so he has nothing on him mm. I think there's hope. Yes. I feel like oh, there's we hope. Feel like there's hope. Of course, there has yeah. to be. Because yeah. the second there's no hope, then you, right. you start listening to your heart. And, yep. Yep. and that time may come where you say you're going to have a different feeling about it. And then you'll know when that day comes. But yeah. I, I, like I told Andrew, I think he's being not held somewhere, but I think he's being taken care of somewhere until one person hears that story. That's all we need is that one person. So mm-hmm. um, I thought the, the people of Peoria podcast could do their small bit of help here, at least getting the story out a little bit more. So we'll probably end on the hardest note is um, if Logan's listening right now, dad, what do you want to tell Logan? I want to tell you to come home or go to anybody that could give you help, but you need to, you need to come uh, back. Yeah. Mom. Same thing. We love him dearly Mm -hmm. and we miss him and we just want him to come back. Of course. No, we're all right there with you. So I think you got a good team and a good community behind you. And that's, that's a lot of help. I I just, I think it's one of the, you know, we lose our kids in the, in the mall for two minutes and we lose our minds. And how do you sleep? That's my biggest question is you just feel like you can't do enough, but get your rest and get your mind, keep Mm -hmm. your mind straight. Like they say on an airplane, put your mask on first, right? Make sure your mask is on first and then we can help everyone else. Uh, What could the community do more? to help what if someone's listening right now what was what's the biggest thing we need help with so the the picture that i got at theo's uh which was nice yeah somebody recognized i'll be send it to me so if you're listening i'll put this picture on instagram if that's okay so yes um they are checking it out uh less than convinced that it's him but they they thought to take the picture i don't know how quickly police were called but it went through a friend to a friend to a friend to us yeah uh I believe they told somebody in the restaurant and they said they would probably call the police. Yeah. But better picture of him. Watch which direction he goes and call the police immediately. Yeah. So without any kind of a credible sighting, credible picture, we don't know if it's him. I kind of had the similar um, incident. um, Casey's the other day, I walked in yesterday and there was a guy had longer hair. He had um, IV sticking out of his arm and he was limping longer and i knew it wasn't him in my heart i knew it wasn't him but i but it someone was talking to him i said who who is that well i don't know his name so i went to him i said are you logan and he just kind of looked at me wouldn't he almost like turned his head away 
I said, I don't know. I don't think it's him by looking at him. Yeah. Um, so Probably wouldn't have an idea. I asked him. Yeah, and I didn't know. Uh, you know, strange, you walked out of the hospital. Yeah. Strange. I didn't know if the hospital, I don't know. So I, I did go outside. The first thing I did, I, I called the emergency number because I was told by Andrew, I said, don't call the, um, do not call the non-emergency. You call 911 and get right. that on the record. So I did. I said, hey, here's a license plate. Here's the description. I don't think it's him, but please check it out. Just because right. even in my heart, I was like, well, it's not him. But if it was, and there's a small chance, and I missed it. So that's what those cops are getting paid to do. That's what they like doing. They like helping. So if you see something, call something. And I'll leave this out if you don't. Would you guys want to put your number on this podcast to reach out to you? Or do you want 911? I probably would. Okay. Absolutely. No, for sure. We already have the scammers out. Yeah, right. Uh, They've already reached out to a couple family members. How does that work? Just so people have a heads up. How does the scammers work? They're asking for uh, a couple different people or it's the same person asking two different family members. They're asking, is there a reward? Or one of them was directly telling my daughter that uh, for my my information isn't free. Oh, and great. Ben, Venmo me money and I'll tell you where Unbelievable. He's, I'll tell you where he's traveling in a group of friends. Wow. So we've uh, forwarded that to the police. We are not doing a GoFundMe. We are not offering a reward because that will bring out everybody Does that it? we don't want. I've never to thought see. of that, right? Yeah, you'll dog you know, dog the bounty hunter down here. So. Donations at this point to yeah. help with anything. Just keep Everything praying is, sure. that he is found. Yep. Yeah. Say your prayers. Yeah, and he will be. I, I think he's the type of I keep saying kid, but he's not much younger than yeah, I am. Yeah. But he uh, he's the type of kid that's going to make it fine. You know, obviously we've talked not to reiterate everything, but right. the the insulin thing. But as strong willed and strong guys, he's going to get insulin if he needs it. I feel like he's lived his whole life with it. He's going to get it somehow, somewhere, and he's going to know that places can give it to you without needing to pay for it. So I, I that's a big thing for me. We're not we're not dealing with a uh, you know. A crazy lunatic that was locked up on the psych floor, you know. It's just a normal, just a country boy with a good work ethic and a good job. You know, this is is not your typical. um, His family misses him. His coworkers misses him. Uh, It's going to be very difficult around 4th of July when... Uh, all his, mm-hmm. uh, he's got seven, uh, nieces and nephews. No, I'll be back, but it's going to be, be extremely difficult to you know, explain to these little kids uh, yeah. where, where's their favorite uncle. Logan. Uh, I don't think you'll have to do uncle. that. Yeah. 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 Where's your uncle? Yeah. No, he'll be back. He'll be, uh, lighting fireworks off and enjoying a burger. Yes. I'm sure. Rest assured. Sorry, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank I know it took time away from your searches, right. but man, if it's Thank a little bit, we can us. do. Absolutely. No, we'll be, uh, I, I hope everyone can pray for you. And if they don't pray, maybe they can just send up some good vibes. Yep. So we appreciate anything. We appreciate you it. bet. Thank you guys right. so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.